Access is everything. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Zadites inviting you to become a member of CMG Premium. CMG Premium provides you with an upgraded level of knowledge, research, data, analysis, and much more. With VIP content curated from all of our industry verticals, you'll have more access with CMG Premium. Start your 45-day free trial by visiting autoremarketing.com and click on the green tab labeled Members. That's the green tab labeled Members at autoremarketing.com. Have access to more with CMG Premium. Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing. Our guest today is Ben Bartosz, Manager of Forecast Analytics at JD Power Valuation Services. Ben, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for, for being on again. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I wanted to uh, walk through some great CPO analysis you shared with us earlier this week. And right at the top, you, know, you mentioned and kind of diagram how automakers have really ramped up CPO incentives uh, right now to, to help spur, you know, some lagging sales, you know, during the pandemic. So do you see this, this level of incentives or at least this level of focus on CPO post-pandemic? To some degree, yes. Uh, obviously, what we saw was the CPO market following new, which is often the case. So I really think that, uh, if anything, CPO, it might hold in these incentives maybe a little longer than the new market, uh, just as a, an added incentive for buyers in the used market to really take advantage um, and try and help with the recovery. I think that in the, the use side of the business, uh, dealers or captives are able to, to hold those types of incentives a little longer in the used market and not so much in the new market. So... I think as the recovery continues to pick up, we're going to see these continue for a little while longer. And I guess the, the mention that they're able to hold it a little bit longer is that just because there's no, I mean, there's no real risk to appreciation or residual value in, in the used car market. Yeah, and I think also, if anything, it might um, help bolster prices. Uh, in the used market a little bit more, um, which also is reflected in residuals. Really just, we, we often see that uh, in times like this, the used market is able to recover a little bit more quickly. And I think that's, again, that's just consumers being budget conscious uh, where they may have been looking in the new market, even with uh, incentive spending high as it is, record highs. It's cash-strapped consumers still might need to go into the used market. And again, like we emphasize that CPO is, is that space where for consumers who are able to afford like new vehicles, two to four-year-olds, uh, and really get a lot of the equipment that's offered in the new market, uh, that's a space that they're able to do it just a lower price point. Is it um, for dealers who are, who are you know ramping up their certified cars, is it physically harder for dealers to certify vehicles these days? I mean, you know, with staff reductions, social distancing, shutdowns, and all that? That's definitely a component of it, I I think. So some of the data that I've looked at shows non-certified units in terms of gross profit outpacing CPO. And I think, again, one there's a constraint from a 
a facility standpoint, right? They may not have the individuals to certify those vehicles. But I also think when dealers were facing hard times, they just wanted to vehicles. So the the effort um, and the time associated with certifying vehicles, they were foregoing that just to, to make sales. So we saw CPO sales dip, obviously, but I think they, they probably declined at a faster rate just simply because, again, dealers were focused on moving vehicles and not necessarily certifying them. But I think as the recovery continues, the incentive to certify is there, especially when we see the direct-to-dealer pricing in the wholesale market being much more stable. Uh, it didn't take nearly the same hit that the, the auction prices took. And so because that channel was maintained, it's just dealers' access to those vehicles, those prime certifiable vehicles, that channel, again, it being maintained made it easier for dealers to get those vehicles. And we're encouraging our, our customers in the CPO space that, to encourage their dealers to really focus on that inventory because, yes, there might be a higher price to it, but at the same time, they don't have to go through the the process of waiting for those vehicles to go to an auction and then try and get them at a lower price. They have those vehicles that are much easier to acquire. And as we know, CPO lends itself to faster days to turn, higher gross profit, better captive penetration. So keeping all that in mind, there the, again, the incentive to get the certifiable inventory should be a dealer focus now that we are in the recovery. You know, normally, as you mentioned, those, those CPO cars have higher gross profits than regular cars. What has led, what has caused kind of this temporary temporary swap in that where non-CPO has higher gross profits? Yeah, I, I, I think that um, if, now that we're halfway through the month of May, I think that may have been an anomaly for the month of April again, because that was the bottom, true bottom of the market in terms of the pandemic. And I think it's, it's very possible that when we get to the end of May and look at May values, we're gonna see that invert again, just because if you look over a long period of history, this is probably one of the first times I, this space, have seen that actually happen. And I think that's purely a reflection of dealers just wanting to move vehicles and get the best price. And in selling the vehicle, they're foregoing that cost of certification. Margins may have been tight, just selling the vehicle for going certification costs would help non-CPO units sell for a, a slightly higher price. As you point out in the data set, a few brands are, are still well ahead year to date on CPO. You know, the most notable here is Ram, which is 0.7%, Mercedes-Benz up 1.8%, and Subaru up 9%. What do you what is driving that, you know, for those specific brands to be ahead when everybody else is not? Yeah, I think that that is purely due to the market as a whole outperforming itself year to date. Really strong CPO sales in January and February. And those those brands that you mentioned were just uh, outperforming their competitors. And they were able to just those numbers carrying through March and April is resulting in why they're still um, ahead or on the positive side from a sales standpoint. CPO continues to grow with each year. And our expectation for this year was that it would outsell last year as well. And I think that still would be the case if not for the current situation. With that said, um, I think that if managed properly, that 
there is a, a potential for a lot of these brands to at least get back in line with where they were or close to in previous years, just because of the, the sales rate that was taking place prior to the pandemic. Based on what you can tell, as even anecdotally, has May started off stronger than what we saw in April? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we've seen auction prices so quickly in the last three weeks, dealer direct-to-dealer prices continue to slide, but still the level that they're at in combination with auction prices and auction volume recovering, I think it, it bodes well for, for dealers in the use space, mainly because we're seeing this, this price gap form. So they, they are able to get inventory that they can certify if they choose to. And clearly, I think we've over the past few weeks in our, our weekly industry impact call, we've presented and made the case as to why that's something they should make an effort to take advantage of, but also at a much lower price point, say below 25000 That inventory that's going to go be going through auction is starting to come back and we'll, they'll have that to supply or have on their lots for the consumers that are that much more budget conscious and constrained. Along those lines, you mentioned that um, dealers should be making every effort to secure CPO eligible vehicles. You know, for all, all, the, all the reasons you mentioned before, you know, faster turn rates, higher profit margins, you know, stronger captive penetration. Where are you finding dealers are most effectively finding CPO inventory? Is it is it dealer to dealer? Is it uh, direct to dealer off lease? I can't say with exact certainty, but I think their best chances, and this makes a lot of sense, um, is that dealer to dealer, direct-to-dealer channel. I think in, not this past week, but the week before, Jonathan Banks, who had the valuation services team, he had mentioned in our weekly industry impact call about the changing dynamics of rental. And rental, again, just those later model year vehicles were used to be a really good channel and still will be, but just given how that's changed in the last few weeks, uh, I think the supply of CPO eligible vehicles coming from that channel or that space will um, will change a little. So really that dealer, directed dealer channel is where they're going to be able to find the, the highest quality vehicles. But again, auction is is always sure heavily, the inventory they acquire through the auction channels is heavily come back and be as strong. It just, we're, we see the idea is that they're trying to get lower pricing. Like, yeah. Right? The cost, because then there's the additional cost of certification. It's all about the margins. So if they risk going to auction to find that CPO eligible inventory, it just might not be as robust as the dealer direct to dealer space. You know, obviously, pay a premium for CPO certified to acquire these higher quality cars. So, what would you say to dealers who, you know, in a in a tough economic time, may be averse to paying that premium? Yeah, and that's probably their biggest concern, right? Is is minimizing costs, maximizing profit. I guess it's it's just being it's smart about how you're acquiring new inventory. So I think one of the things we were seeing was that dealers were trying to retain as much cash as possible to be to safeguard themselves about against future domino effects of what could happen if recovery didn't start quickly. And so they may not have been backfilling inventory that they were selling down during this period. And so I, I think 
especially in the CPO space, it's really important to get the vehicle, the same brand vehicles back onto your lots. I think we see a lot of strength in the CPO market when dealers or brands make that extra effort to secure their own inventory because we just know that loyalty is so strong in the CPO space, whether you're staying with CPO or you're moving into new, really important. I mean, a lot of the facts and figures that we look at show that dealers do often acquire a large percentage of CPO eligible vehicles. It's just, and they're on their lots. It's just when it comes to looking at that ratio that they actually sold as certified, that low number is much lower. So they're giving themselves the opportunity, again, cost of certification may be the constraint is why they're not selling as many CPO vehicles as they could. Thank you so much for, for being on the program again. This is very helpful. Yeah, happy to join you. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. My thanks to Ben Bartosh and for all our auto remarketing crew. Thanks for listening. Access is everything. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Zadites inviting you to become a member of CMG Premium. CMG Premium provides you with an upgraded level of knowledge, research, data, analysis, and much more. With VIP content curated from all of our industry verticals, you'll have more access with CMG Premium. Start your 45-day free trial by visiting autoremarketing.com and click on the green tab labeled Members. That's the green tab labeled Members at autoremarketing.com. Have access to more with CMG Premium.